I'm Donovan Kane. Welcome back to the podcast and this full-length audiobook presentation of Red Sin, book number one of the Sin series, written by New York Times, USA Today, and Wall Street Journal best-selling author Aletha Romig, and read to you by Samantha Prescott and Stephen Dexter. And now, Episode 5 of Red Sin. Chapter 5 Julia Van slid under the blankets until he radiated warmth beside me. The twisting in my core at watching him disrobe turned painful as he turned to me, our noses nearly touching. His large hand gently came to my cheek as he pulled me closer until our lips met. His approach firm and strong, there was nothing tentative in it. Van tasted like coffee and nectarines as his tongue teased my lips, and I willingly allowed him entrance. Moans and whimpers echoed throughout the cabin as his touch skirted under the long flannel shirt, freeing my breasts from my bra and taunting my nipples. His green eyes blazed with the power of a raging forest fire as he stared down at me. Take off my shirt. It wasn't a request. It wasn't even disguised as a request. Van's tone left no room for argument as my fingers hurried with the buttons one by one until the final one was freed. Van pulled back the blankets as I freed my arms. With a quick move behind my back, he released the clasp on my bra, and without a word, he removed it, sending it somewhere to the floor. His breathing deepened as he stared. It took every fucking ounce of restraint to not do that when I undressed you. And now you're even more gorgeous than I imagined. He leaned down, sucking one nipple and then the other. As soon as his warm lips would disappear, the cool air would attack. Blood rushed to my breasts, making them heavy as his five o'clock shadow abraded my skin. Van, I couldn't articulate any further. His finger came to my lips. You invited me, Julia. The rest is up to me. Fire crackled in his stare. That's my rule. Can you follow rules? The answer was that I could. I had all my life. But at this moment, it felt like the opposite, as if I was breaking free. Julia. I nodded against his finger. Opening my lips, I took it in my mouth and sucked. Fuck, he growled. His head dipped as he kissed lower, down my ribs, my stomach, and to the waistline of my panties. No longer was I stranded in a blizzard. I was lost in a cloud of wanton lust unlike any I'd experienced before. My mind was incapable of thinking beyond the bed, beyond Van, and beyond the assault on my sensory system. This must be what it was like to be with a man who knew how to please a woman, and did so without fanfare. Van's touch was commanding yet enticing. I couldn't keep track of the ministrations of his lips or hands. Like a sculptor, he molded me to his liking, bringing me more pleasure than I knew existed. Whatever Van was doing, I wanted more. If I was asked when my panties disappeared, I wouldn't be able to answer. If I was questioned on when his boxer briefs vanished, I'd be at an equal loss. 
My fingernails threatened the cotton sheets as he moved lower, nipping, licking, and lapping my core. My back arched and my knees squeezed as Van brought me to an orgasm unlike any I'd ever experienced. As I worked to catch my breath, Van's green eyes appeared before me. You said you didn't invite me to this bed to make love. I nodded. I didn't. I don't want to make love, Julia. I'm so fucking hard. I want to fuck you like you've never been fucked. I never have. His entire body stiffened. What did you say? Please. I held tight to his shoulders. I've done this. Up to. But we stopped. His eyes closed. Van, I know I may never see you again. Hell, I don't even know your last name. But I saved myself for someone who didn't deserve me, and look what it got me. I want this. Please, fuck me. His head shook. You really don't know what you're asking for. I reached my hand lower, finding his hard cock. Wrapping my fingers around him as best as I could, I ran my hand up and down. I do. With his body between my bent legs, Van pushed up on his hands on either side of me. My heart beat in triple time as he stared down at me. I want to take you. Do it. I'll hurt you and that won't stop me. I wiggled my hips. I've been hurt, Van. This is physical, and I promise I can take it. There were things I'd built up in my head. I made them out to be better or worse than they were. The Eiffel Tower was smaller than I imagined. The British crown jewels were more spectacular than I anticipated. Sex was always right outside my reality. I'd heard other women talk, and I'd read books. As Van and I came together as one, the union was both worse and better. I cried out, unable to stifle my scream as Van took what I'd saved for someone else. Even though he said my pain wouldn't stop him, it did. He stilled and brought his nose to mine. I promise it will get better. Swallowing, I nodded. I believe you. The worst was over as the better grew. Like a volcano, the heat within me increased. Van didn't only satisfy my core, filling me completely. He also tended to the rest of me, and his touch was everywhere. Synapses fired and nerve endings responded. Never had I been so alive or so lavished with attention. The ecstasy didn't end with my next orgasm, or even his. Throughout the night, one of us would wake and it would begin again. I wasn't certain when it occurred to me that we hadn't used protection. As soon as it did, I justified that I was on birth control. After all, I was to be on my honeymoon in two weeks. While I hoped Van was clean, I couldn't ignore the way he felt inside me his skin against mine, and our bodies united. Finally, sleep won. When I awoke, light seeped through the windows and the bed at my side was cool. Moving, I felt tenderness where I never before had been tender. 
As memories came back of everything we'd done the night before, a smile came to my lips. Sitting up, I saw Van near the fireplace, teasing the embers. He was fully dressed as he'd been before coming to bed. Good morning, I said sheepishly. I let the fire go out. I should have it going soon. He turned my way. Stay under the covers. It's probably 40 degrees or less out here. I wriggled my nose, realizing it was cold. After you get the fire going, you could join me. Van remained quiet, his concentration on his job as fire master. I saw the glow radiate against his skin at the same time the logs began to snap. Van stood tall and walked toward me. Julia, if things were different, if I were different, I would want a woman like you in my life. I'm not different. I told you that you'd regret last night, and I am sure you do. My head shook. I don't. Keeping the blankets up to my shoulders, I sat against the headboard. Van, I'm not some damsel in distress. I giggled, thinking that was exactly who I was. Not usually. I'm not looking for a man to save me. I don't regret last night. I'll carry it with me forever. You made me feel desired and... I searched for the words. Good. That simple word was the perfect description. I felt good and real, the way it feels to not pretend. It felt amazing. I don't need to know your last name or you mine. I'm on the pill. We don't owe one another anything. This was two people stranded along the white ribbon. Van took a deep breath. The snow has stopped. I was going to walk out to the road. If it's plowed, I think we can get you into town. As for your car. I waved him off. Town is good. Ashland, right? Yes, that's the closest town with resources you'll need. He came closer. Good, I have reservations at a hotel there. I'll deal with my car later. You, Van, no last name, have done your part in rescuing this damsel. I reached for his hand. I regret nothing. I hope you don't. His Adam's apple bobbed. I have regrets, but last night isn't one of them. My regret is that I'm not someone else. My cheeks rose. I like who you are. You don't know who I am. Walking to the end of the bed, he lifted my clothes from the footboard. Your clothes are dry. Then I guess I'm done wearing your shirt. I'll never look at that shirt the same way. You don't owe me any promises, I said as I pulled back the covers. Turning to Van, I asked, have you seen my panties? The end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Red Sin, book number one of the Sin series, written by New York Times, USA Today, and Wall Street Journal best-selling author Aletha Romig, and read to you by Samantha Prescott and Stephen Dexter. You can find out more about Aletha Romig and her books at aletharomig.com. Find out more about the show at steamystoriesforwomen.com.